Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. This is a very special occasion. Actually, I was thinking about doing this kind of a podcast last year, but I just simply didn't have enough time. So I thought, what the hell? Grab my wife, grab some coffee. We're going to talk about some subjects that uh, have been talked about on the Pulp MX show, maybe some After Dark, some things that I've got emailed to me. So we've called this Coffee with the Kiefers. I was waiting for you to say something. You didn't say anything. Oh, this I'm... is my lovely wife, Heather. She will join us once a month. We will do this podcast. I don't have any advertisement for this podcast, so hopefully someone will like this and want to advertise. But nonetheless, I feel like I am just about as passionate, and maybe you can have my back on this. Yeah, probably. I am just as passionate about relationship, helping people, um, sexual advice, things that I've been through, um, just trying to give some guidance. I really enjoy that part of, of, of Pulp. You're like a therapist. A little bit. Yeah. But I grew up with my mom. She had multiple sclerosis, and I always helped her, right? Yes. So I have this this thing about me. And I bet you if I asked you, and I want to put you on the spot a oh, lot boy. on this podcast. Oh, boy. What is the one thing I felt like was my calling that I should have done? That you should have done? Yeah, I always tell you this. Music. No. Well, that's one of them. That's one. But I suck at music, but I really love music. But... Well, yeah, but you say all the time, like, ah, oh, I wish I could play an instrument. That would be my thing if I wasn't riding dirt bikes, if I knew how to play an instrument. Right, but as far as helping less fortunate people, oh. I always feel like I want to help the handicapped. Yep, um, the I disabled. Dis- disabled, just people less fortunate. I yes. really find it rewarding and to make those people's day better. So this is some form of that, I feel like. You and I talking about some subjects that I get emailed to me or things that have come up as a track, and we're just going to do a podcast about it called Coffee with the Kiefers. We have done a relationship podcast. You can check that out on the archive. You can go on to uh, Pulp MX Network. You can go to Kiefer Tested. Check the archives. Heather and I did one. We got a lot of good feedback from that. Yes, we did. And uh, Hopefully just, we get good feedback from this. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's more of a little debate slash trying to solve some problems slash telling stories about our own problems that we've had. Slash we'll have some special guests, maybe. Yep. In the future, I feel like we're going to have some of our friends on here and some industry people that want to talk about relationships and how dirt bikes, women, and men intertwine and how to work through this because... Let's it doesn't face always it. go together. No, let's face it. Some uh, some of you women out there listening to this, but probably forced by your man because <laughs> oh, you should listen to this, right? I feel like you're and they're done. probably doing it so it doesn't start a fight, right? Mm. So it causes problems. Like dirt bikes are in the way sometimes because we as men pay attention to dirt bikes more than our wives, mm. mm-hmm. and some women can't yep. handle that because. Dirt bikes were there before. Look, let's just start this off. Dirt okay. bikes were there before you were. Correct. I always told you. You always told me, don't ever come between me and my dirt bike or you will be gone. Right. I mean, it's maybe not, not so much in those words, but. It's not a bad thing as far as like saying, hey, fuck you. I'm just telling you, look, this was here before you. This is what I love to do. I would love it for you to love it as well. Yes. And if you don't. Maybe we need to come to some some sort of agreement where we can meet in the middle. But like you said earlier before we started the show, 
you and I are a special breed. I feel like you're pretty mellow. Yeah, I'm very mellow. Well, and I think a lot of that comes from you instilling that dirt bikes were here before you and they will be here after you. So either you learn to love it or hit the road. Right. And of course, I think now that we've been married for so long, I don't think I would be such a gnarly dude. I think I was trying to set a precedent when I was dating you because I had so many bad experiences before you. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. With you saying, or with other women saying, oh, he's going to ride his dirt bike again. Oh, God, he pays more attention. He's in the garage again. Or just Listen, all sh- the only time I ever felt that way was when you got your white truck. Oh, and, yeah? And what you, did I do? Well, you love that truck so much. That and was my first, I've never purchased a new truck. I understand that, but I just remember it was like, we weren't engaged yet. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of felt like, well, shit, maybe I should be sleeping outside in the front yard and the truck should be here in bed next to you. But what did I do? You. I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, you were just like all about your truck. You just, you loved your truck, which I'm sure. But I don't understand. What does that mean? Like, what did I do? I don't know. Like, you were just. Was I out in the garage fucking with it all yeah, the time? Yeah. You oh. know, like messing with it. You had like your detailer spray and you'd be out like coming home and wiping off the dead bugs off the front of the grill, keeping her all shiny. Look at, and, and, and I'm sure you already know this, but for the people listening, I came from a very middle-class family. My mom was disabled. She didn't work. My mom was in a wheelchair. She had multiple sclerosis. I mean, since I was in kindergarten, right? So I barely remember my mom walking. Right. My dad worked, you know, at a water company and he worked as a mechanic on the side to, be able to afford what we had, let right. alone have my sister do some after-school sports or me racing dirt bikes, right? Right. So when I got older, it took me a little bit to figure out what I wanted to do, let alone try to get something new and have a job where I could get something. So when I finally, and I wasn't until my mid-20s, till I purchased my first new truck. So I was... Head over heels, for one. No, I know. You were head over heels in love with her. That's fine. And I want, I appreciated what I had because right. I know what it was like to make a fucking dollar. I'm just saying, like, I can relate to the women that feel like they're being put off because their husband or boyfriend got a new bike. Like, I kind of... So okay, so let's just start there. How do you deal with it? How did you deal with it? And let me just tell the people at home, this is not even scripted. We have some bullet points that we want to talk about some shit, but what Heather's about to say... I have no fucking idea what she's going to say. So, and vice versa. When we talk about some things, I told her, I'm coming at you. Like, <laughs> I'm a very open slash well, transparent person. Are. Yeah. And whatever, how we are here at home is basically how I will treat this podcast. Yeah. So, anyway, what were you saying? Um, well, I was jealous for a while. And then I just think I kind of I, I kind of got over it. And it also didn't help with the fact, too, that we'd been together for a couple years you hadn't proposed yet. Everyone around us was getting engaged, and I'm over here pity party for myself. Why haven't Why haven't we gotten engaged? What the hell's going on? What's wrong with me? And I think I just kind of matured and grew up and realized that you didn't love the truck as much as you loved me, because then you actually proposed to me, right? Which I thought you were buying me a dirt bike. That would that, not happen, by the way. Well, I I didn't I would, know. I would. I'd given up all hope. I had just thought I'm going to be his girlfriend forever, and that's fine. Like whatever, I can live with that. That's two years, dude. It wasn't even that long. No, it was like three. We were together. Okay, so you're telling me a three year mark is too long to ask someone to marry them? Well, I don't know. I feel like if you definitely like under a year, yeah, is too early, but. 
after two years, you should know if you like really want to be with that person because you're past the the happy, lucky go. Yeah, no, I don't want to go fuck chicks. Right. Go, yeah, I get it. But what I think I was coming from, and we don't have, why are we talking about this? I don't this know. This is not even on our bullet point list. <laughs> but I felt like my mom was still, she was sick. I right. was taking care of her. I, I wasn't leaving the house, right? Right. No, I know. I wasn't going to bail on my mom because my dad wasn't around. So to ask you to, to ask you, hey, will you be my wife? And to live at my parents' house still, I felt like that was a failure, you know? No, I know. I just felt like that was something I didn't want to do until we had our own shit. So with saying that, I just feel like I wanted to wait, and I thought I was going to move out and do the things that I originally had planned. But obviously my mom being sick and me being home kind of steered you and I in a different direction than most, I would say, most people probably listening to this podcast. Yes, so. But but back to the whole, like, you got a new truck, you know, somebody might get a new bike. Right. You've been together for a while, and you're thinking, well, shit, he had money to go buy a bike, or he had money to go buy a truck. Why couldn't he get me a ring and, you know, let me know that things are going in the next step, the next direction? And I don't think guys out there, especially if, if this is a podcast where you and your chick are listening together, and you're in the truck, or you're driving, or you're at home, or whatever, if you're the woman, don't be offended by the bike situation. Look. Right. We love dirt bikes. I love it. I sat I remember vividly and this is I'm kind of spawning off on some different shit here cuz this is triggering my memory. I remember sitting at home one day and I know my mom and dad were sitting in the kitchen and they they asked me to come out there and we talked about dirt bikes and what I wanted to do and and it was just after one of my buddies, close friends that I rode with has passed away because he rode dirt bikes. And my mom and dad were concerned about me for my well-being, but also um, I originally thought I was having this conversation with my mom and dad. I thought they were pulling me out there because they were going to pull away my dirt bikes. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly, and I was a little bit older than Aiden. I was probably 15 or 16 years old, and I was crying. And they thought I was crying because of my friend passed away, but I really was crying because... I thought they were going to pull my motorcycles from me. And it seems fucked up to think about that now. Like, hey, I had a – he wasn't a close friend, but I had a friend that I knew that I rode with from time to time. An acquaintance. And he, and he passed away racing a dirt bike. And I was more concerned at that time that I wasn't going to be able to ride anymore. So that never affected me as much until I got older, right? right. As I got older, I think I had you and Aiden. Things affected me differently. and and But – what my point is, is dirt bikes have always been inside of me for a long time, for a very long time. And then when you came, that doesn't change the fact. So you women listening out there, that is what I'm trying to tell you as a third party. If your guy is out in the garage working, doing things, excited about riding with his buddies, and, and sometimes maybe he seems more excited to do those things versus hanging out with you or doing something that you do, don't feel offended. It's a different kind of excitement. You will never, from my point of view, you will never get that same excitement from a guy doing something else. Unless you buy him a bike, and then you might get that excitement. But <laughs> Or sex. Or, or, or something sex. new sexually. Yes. But we, I love doing stuff with you. I love being home. You know how I am. Mm -hmm. But I love riding, racing, training, 
studying. I like it. It's just in me. I wouldn't say like it. I would say you love it. And then when I'm sick of it, I'm only sick of it for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then I'm back in it. Yep. So I'm very hard to deal with that way. I'm sure you can <sighs> explain to the people how. And I'm sure they can relate to some things, you know. Listen, just the other day, I'm just so burnt out. I'm just so burnt out. And what do I say? Take two days off. Don't go ride a dirt bike. And what kind of look do you give me? You gave me some, are you kidding me? I can't do that. What, 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 what? No, not, I can't ride. No, I have to go ride a dirt bike. I'm like, but you're burnt out. Well, I don't, I don't get it. Like you tell me you're burnt out and you don't want to ride, but then you want to go ride. So I'm confused. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's my pain as well, actually. And I just end up rubbing it off on you. It's like, I'm burnt out and this is my job. I have to test dirt bikes for a living. It's not like I am some other uh, blue-collar guy going 9 to 5 to the office and then get to race and ride on the weekends. I do this every day. I type about it. I talk about it. I ride everything. Yep. You know, So I get burned out, and now I have a son that's getting better. That wants to ride That wants to ride. I'm, I'm around it constantly. And you feel guilty if you don't take him riding. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a piece of shit. Listen, people. He's supposed to take Aiden racing next Sunday. There's a mammoth qualifier. This is one of Aiden's goals that he chose to do this year. And Which Chris, we know I'm big on goals. And Chris has claimed podcast. Chris has claimed that he is not going to race next Sunday. That he is going to strictly be a moto dad and deal with Aiden. And I kind of feel like slight bullshit because I just don't think that he can actually go to a track and not race or ride. Or put gear on, for that matter. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. <laughs> I was in the garage yesterday, and that literally thought, I was like, maybe I should just race. <laughs> maybe I should just race, because I feel like, look, I admire guys <laughs> like, I admire guys like Nick Way. I'd, I think Nick, I admire Nick for so many reasons, but one of the major reasons why I admire Nick is because how he treats his boys. Nick's. Take a back seat. Obviously, he raced all his lives. He ridden, he ridden all of his life, but he's took a back seat. He doesn't ride. He's at the track watching his kid, helping his kids, and he does ride from time to time with his boy. But I admire that Joe Aloff, our friend. Same thing. He'll go out and just go with Liam. Uh huh. And I don't know. But where then there's I'm at. Doug. And Doug's always out riding with Carter. But even still, Doug will have the time, and he'll just be out there with the pit board and do that. I'm, I don't know if I'm not at the point in my life where I, I want to do that yet. I want Aiden to ride with me. I want him to race and ride, but I feel like I'm still competitive in a way. I still want to do it. And if that son of a bitch beats me soon, I'm fucking done. He's getting closer and closer, but he thinks he's going to beat me, but it's going to be a long time because I will I will ride over my head until that point happens. I'm just going to let you know that. But I admire Jesus, Nick and those me. guys because they go out, they study, they do the work and they, they put that into their kids. So, But I also think, too, that just because our our family dynamic and with your job, it's different than anybody else. Yeah, and I know. And I know those guys race their way or higher level than I ever was. And I, maybe their, their level of burnout is different than my level and their job is not the same as my job. Right. But I, I just don't ha- understand how those guys can just stop racing and riding and that's a whole nother project we're getting off the track this is so hold on so yeah. are you racing sunday or are you i don't not know racing? yet heather look it i'm Jesus. not making a decision it's sunday i have a week to decide i'm a I've, planner i need to know these things. i have a lot of shit i have to do <laughs> between now and next week for riding so 
Maybe not because I might be like, I'm good. I rode enough. I'm fine. And I, you know what? I, I probably won't race. Honestly, there's an 80% chance I won't race because I'm, I think I need to do this for me as well and just watch Aiden and do it for Aiden. You uh-huh. know? So anyway, that's where I'm at with that. But that is where we are trying to. Our Hold first- on. When were you going to tell me this? That you were like contemplating racing. Would it have even come up if it wasn't for the fact that we're doing this podcast right no, now? You know how I am. I won't even tell you till Friday. Like, oh, I'm just going to race because it doesn't matter. No, I know, but you're just gonna you're gonna be there anyway. So what's it matter? Well, yeah, All of right. course I'm going to be there. Okay. Um, so a lot of emails that I get, and I got a good one the other day, and I forwarded it to you to your email. And if you guys have any questions about this, the subject, or you guys have a future show that you think would be good and you have a subject in mind, you can hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com or hit up Heather if it's more of a woman-related thing and maybe we want to talk about that because I'm open for both sides. I'm, yep. I'm Switzerland here. I can see both sides of some stuff. So uh, Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Please feel free. Email away. We're here. Yep. Um, if I don't get back to you in a couple days, just chill down. I know some of you guys freak out. Relax. Or if you don't get a response, don't DM me. Don't d- hey, especially if you're hot, dude. Don't be DMing Heather. Look at I get too many DMs. I, I don't ever get DMs ever. I don't get any DMs from hot chicks. Sad. I got one DM. Remember that one DM I got like, a couple years ago? It was the guy's wiener, and it was all really. Remember I showed we sh- I showed you and you showed Steve. me a wiener. Yeah, I showed you. Usually, I would remember something like that. I I'd- showed you Stephen Pookie. That's how. It was a dick? Yes, it was a hairy dick. It was a tiny Look, little hairy dick. If you're going to show a, a cock shot, people, at least have it trimmed up. That's no Oh, uh, it was bad. It's 1970s bush. It was horrible. It was like a little baby Pito. Can we fucking get on track here and talk <laughs> about the things that we need to talk about? What? Yeah. Okay, listen. Yeah. Emails that I got. Um, one guy brought it up. He's like, hey, man, um, I love racing, riding. I ride all my life. I got married. Obviously, I uh, put a, you know, my riding on the back burner for a little bit because I had family. Totally understandable. Um, I got another bike. I ended up getting hurt, um, healed up. The wife was okay with it. And then got back into riding again and proceeded to get hurt again. And now she is fully anti about me riding and racing a dirt bike. Yep. So this is a tough subject, but I also think it's a very realistic um, subject because this shit happens. It does if happen. If there's one constant that is dirt bikes, is you're going to crash. And it may not be the best ambassador for this quote that I'm about to tell you, but you need to dress for the crash, not the ride. I usually don't wear a chest protector since Aiden was born, and I've been preaching this to Aiden. I've been wearing an underprotector slash under my jersey, which yes. I never do. I know it's a it's a piece of plastic, but it does help. Um, so I make him wear one. I have to wear one. Mm-hmm. So for you guys out there to kind of help your situation, you need to, to try to reinforce to your wife, hey, I'm, I have the best equipment. I have the most equipment that I can possibly have on for a crash. Do not buy cheap helmets. I always endorse... Great quality products on my podcast over there on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Look, 6D may not be a sponsor this year, but I believe in their product. And I've told you guys this a lot on my podcast. Sometimes uh, my advertisers are, or sorry, sometimes the advertisers that I would like on my podcast are not on. They just simply don't have the dollars. Yeah. And I don't take dollars from shitty companies. I've turned down many, many advertisement you know, companies 
mm-hmm. to save my reputation because I just didn't believe in their product. Get a good helmet. Fly Formula helmet is good. 6D helmet is good. Those are the two that I truly believe are pushing the envelope in safety. Now, as far as you talking to the wife and saying, look, just like we talked about in, this, in the beginning of this podcast, it is part of your soul. If this is really it, and if you really want to ride and you feel like this is a part of what makes you happy, makes you a better person around your family, you somehow have to work it out with your wife that this is going to be a, a way of life for you guys in general. Absolutely. But there is the money aspect, obviously. When you and I both know, we have to – I'm self-employed. Yep. We're both self-employed. Insurance is fucking outrageous. Mm-hmm. What do we pay? Too much. A thousand bucks? Yeah. A, a month? For mm. three of us? Mm-hmm. And maybe and some... it's shitty insurance, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the... I mean, our deductible is high. It's right? high as fuck. Right. So... Listen, and it's... Uh, it's a whole other subject. We won't even go there. But insurance is outrageous. So I get it. You don't... As a wife's point of view, let's, yep. let's paint you a picture here, mm-hmm. okay? I've been hurt. Yep. You spent a week in the hospital when you... I've been hurt a lot, but this one time I got hurt really bad. Yep, it was a week before Aiden turned one. You're getting ready for Canada. Right. You crashed at Sunrise. Right. Warming up. R.I.P. Sunrise. R.I.P. Sunrise. <sighs> Kirk Caselli was there to help load up all your shit. Right. Um, I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, I think he slipped you some like Advil oh, he's like, yeah, or he something. Had, he had like a pill or something. He's <laughs> like, hey man, take this. I'm like, what is this? I just take it, you'll be better. Listen, like, long story short, he... Collapsed his lung, lacerated his spleen, broke several ribs, shattered his elbow. He was airlifted from the hospital up here in the desert to a hospital down the hill. Mm-hmm. That was a very expensive helicopter ride. It was twenty grand. Yeah, and out of pocket, we had to pay like fifteen. Yeah, it didn't cover much. It was like a thousand dollars a minute. Let, let's put it this way: I beat you to the hospital. Right, and. Uh, yeah. But what I'm saying, as a wife's yep. point of view, it's expensive. It it's, is expensive. It's scary for you. Yes. Because we had a one-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Well, it was scary for me because a couple weeks prior to your accident, we were at Glen Helen, and an older gentleman had crashed and lacerated his spleen, and he was airlifted, and he ended up dying before he made it to the hospital because he bled out. Right. So I was freaking out because I didn't know if I was going to have you or not when I got down there. But... And this is the this is what wives do, okay? Right, we freak out. They think the worst first. Yes, and and rightfully so. I get it. Um, I was terrified. I thought, I, yeah, I didn't think I was going to have you. Okay, so I'm in the hospital. You see that I'm I'm going to make. You see, I'm going to be fine. Yep. And then obviously, as you guys know out there, as riders, as men, we just first lay. I'm done riding. Oh yeah, you were anti riding, anti dirt bikes. I wouldn't say hated it. You were strongly not about it. I worked at Yamaha at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. You spent, and you know, doctors always tell you six to eight weeks or, you know, eight to 10 weeks, whatever the doctor tells a rider, it's always cut in maybe like half. Three, well, not so half. Maybe Man, not I would half. say we would cut at least two to, to four weeks off of that time. Correct. Try to at least. Yes. Right. So the doctor told you, I don't remember how many weeks it was. It was going to be a while. Maybe a couple it months. It was eight to ten weeks, I think. Yeah. It was you... a long time. My elbow was pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. And we, as as you started healing, it started like the itch to ride, the itch to ride. And you became very angry. Really? Yes. When you so, don't... Because I was detoxing off of pills? 
that and you couldn't ride a dirt bike and you'd been cooped up in the house, you and Casey Johnson laid on the couch for like two weeks and binge watched the entire series of Oz. God bless Casey. That was a good time. I would come, listen people, I would come (laughs) home in the middle of the day, I'd have a break from work and I'd call and be like, do you want food? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Oh, and when he's sick or when he's hurt, it is the shittiest food. Like we're eating McDonald's Mm. and Del Taco and Taco Bell and In-N-Out. Oh, it was bad. And I'd come home and the house would just be dark yeah, and cold. Depression. And here's Chris and Casey on the couch and there's- Why is Casey depressed with me though? I don't know. He wasn't writing and he was just- Ah, uh, maybe that's what it was. He Casey, was living with us at the moment. It was a transition for Casey when he was done racing and he was trying to find himself. Yep. You know, I was probably, yeah, no, I get it. It's a tough time. So here's these two laying on the couch and we had a big L-shaped couch and there's just shit everywhere. Right. Empty Coke cans, Gatorade bottles. Just fully just sad. Just like bachelor pad. It wasn't even a bachelor pad. Well, the problem was I signed my contract to go to KTM, the race in Canada with KTM. Uh And I was at a point where like, man, I have a one-year-old child. I have a family. What am I fucking doing? And that thought went through my head. What am I doing? Do I really want to do this? Do I need this? And this is, I mean, this goes on with riders and, and your husband if you're listening to this. In our minds all the time. Like, I went back and forth. I'm done riding. I quit riding, went to work, came back to riding, quit riding, came back to riding. But the constant is I'm always back to motorcycles. I'm always back to dirt bikes. And I feel like majority of the men that ride, that's their outlet. Like, women, we have our outlet. We like to go shopping. Right. We like to go get our hair done, our nails done, get pedicures, you know, go to the spa, go wine tasting, whatever it is. That's our outlet. For men, riding their dirt bike is their outlet. Right. And I know it's the the theory is, you know, happy wife, happy life. Well, it's... But it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Right. So, I mean, if you have... I get it. If you have a guy and you're worried about him getting hurt again because he's not going to be able to work and provide for the family, I get that. But... How do how do, how do do we get past that, though? That's, the, you, that's you, the question here. Here's the thing, though. You get one life to live. Right. And, I mean, let's face it. You're more likely to get in a car accident and get hurt Versus getting hurt riding your dirt bike. I don't know about that. But. Well, I mean, if you're Here's smart. Here's the thing. I think where you need to to really think about this, right? If you're a weekend warrior and you're getting hurt four times a fucking year, something's wrong. Right. You're, you're either A, riding over your head, mm-hmm. or B, your head's up your ass and you're doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Or how about C... You need to get some fucking lessons. Yes. Okay? Or maybe you got the wrong bike. If you're a beginner and novice and you got a 450 with all the trick shit and it's fast and you're not in shape, get the hell off that bike. Rethink your program. If you're an older guy, you ride for fun, you're not in shape, there's nothing wrong with a 250F. Mm-hmm. That bike has plenty of power and it's fun and you get to ride. You get your fix. And on the flip side of that, you're not going to get hurt and your wife's not going to be so fucking stressed out. Right. I mean, I think Matt is a good example. He... Yes, we have a buddy, Matt Servog. He has a full-time job. He's pretty much a weekend warrior. He does stuff for you on the side. Yeah. And he has said several times, I'm not going to go do that because I I just know that that's not a good idea for me. I possibly might get hurt. And he knows when to back it down. Right. So I try to push him in a way to where like, hey, push your limits. Right, to get better. To get better, but you don't have to ride over your head. Correct. So there's a fine line there, people. You need to, if you have a family and you're a responsible male, okay, and you're list. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you you seem to be, um, because if you didn't give fuck, you wouldn't even push play. Uh, <laughs> you want to make sure that you can have the best of both worlds. And 
I have a note down here, whole family. And what that brings to me is, look, we're not rich. Nope. You work your balls off. Yep. I work my balls off Mm -hmm. to have what we have. Yes. But within that, okay, I need to do certain things to make me happy. Why else am I working my balls off besides to provide for you and Aiden and hopefully have a life after all this is done? Right. I need certain things to make me happy and vice versa. When you left me, dirt bikes got unimportant to me. I I didn't care. Each side of that for me is important. If you, God forbid, something happened to you or Aiden – Dirt bikes would mean nothing to me. It would. It, I probably would not even ride or want to ride because I feel like it goes both ways. I need you and my and my family to to make this a better, um, a more fun time for me with my dirt bike. Okay. Right. And let's say I didn't have my dirt bike and it was the other way, and I was home with you and Aiden. I wouldn't be as whole. I would be more of an asshole and wouldn't be as a good of a husband or a father. Because I didn't have that drive, that that burning that I have inside my heart for dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. I love dirt bikes. That's what I've then known all my life. life. Yeah. So to me, I always say this in my test: is the juice worth the squeeze? Because to me, yes. Could you be in debt because of dirt bikes? Absolutely, oh, both yeah. sides. Not because of the parts and the bikes, but because of the medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to claim BK. Back in the day, before I even met you, because I got hurt when I just started my credit, and I was getting my credit up because the fucking medical bills were so high, I had to BK. Yep. Um, and then I had you. So you have to have insurance, for one. If you're listening to this, you don't have insurance, yes, me and Heather have, have gone back and forth on this. Should we even fucking buy insurance to pay the penalty? Well, because and look, our lovely state is making everyone have insurance, so we're screwed on that anyway. And, and look, because we're paying all this money in, and obviously we're not using it because, knock on wood, I haven't got hurt, right? Right. But once you do, you need that to subsidize. Yep. So we suck it up. We pay it. Aflac, another beautiful thing. Have that. It helps you. It, it, if you get hurt, you break a bone, something simple, they'll pay you. It works out. There is helicopter insurance now that I just saw this that I haven't talked to you about yet, but there is a company out <laughs> there. Let's hope we there, never have to have that again. There's a company called Air Methods. You can Google it out there. You can pay this company a little bit of money, and then your helicopter ride is covered. Huh. That so, been a nice couple of years right. ago. Right. So Several there's a company called ago. Air Methods. Look it up, and you have helicopter insurance. In case you get life flighted out, that could save you fucking 20 Thousands of dollars. Unless you have some bomb medical insurance that <clears throat> so just covers I guess it. In this subject, which is it's a big subject, I'm trying to tell you and your wife out there, look, find out what's important to you. If you're like me, chances are you probably are, you're an asshole and you don't ride dirt bikes. Yep. Does your wife want to live that way? Does your kid kids want to live that way to have that type of father? I don't drink. Mm-mm. I don't do drugs. No. Nope. This is my thing. This is your drug. You bust my balls because I don't drink. But I like to ride dirt bikes. That's my thing. Back in the day, my, my friends all went to parties, got drunk. They did drugs. I watched my buddies do speed on the fucking dashboard of a, of a car. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it because I wanted to get up the next day and ride dirt bikes. Right. So 
at some point, you and your family got to sit down and you have to weigh out what's important to you. You, you got to make a promise to your family, your wife. You got to say, look, I'm going to do my best not to get hurt. I'm going to do my best. Yep. But I need to do this for me and for the family. As long as it doesn't put us in debt too much, because I can't say debt because we're all in fucking debt. You know? Yep. Um, if you're middle class, you're in debt. And chances are, ain't no one rich listening to this podcast. No. So um, when you're a middle class family, these things are important for your peace of mind. Because when you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot to things to look forward to, I guess. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't want right. to sound that bad. But I feel like when you just have – you have enough money to pay your bills. You have enough money to live an okay life and have a little bit of money to save for 401K or whatever it is that you're doing. Having something in your garage or having something to look at or do, is whether it be a bike or, or an old truck or something, helps your psyche to become a better person which leads you to be that person to your family. Yes, correct. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I I don't I don't know any other way to put it. So if you're listening out there the the email um that emailed us, you got to talk to your wife. You got to say, "Look, this is who I am. I'm I'm going to do my damnness not to get hurt. I'm going to pay our bills. Um I'm going to get this type of insurance. I'm going to try to do everything I can on your side to make you calm." Right. But you can't take this away from me as as no, what be, I love to do. Because then if, if you do, then you just become bitter towards that person. And then That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. You know, you start resenting because your wife, who is supposed to be your partner in crime, you know, your best friend, has now turned into this person that is keeping you away from something that you love, that gives you an outlet, you know, maybe a couple hours to clear your mind, have peace of mind. And now you're just you're bitter towards her, and, and then that can cause a lot of turmoil in a relationship. And not to get dark, and I don't want to get dark on this podcast because I'm more about positivity and things. But God forbid something happens to me, and and I and 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 something happens to me when I'm riding or racing. I want Aiden to know that I knew the risks. I took everything I could in an account to try to not have that happen. Mm-hmm. But I loved something and had had a passion for something so much right. that sometimes shit happens, and don't be scared of chasing the dream because it's it's risky. Right. I'm not saying let's go fucking f- free fall from buildings and throw parachutes out and just do reckless shit. Right. Football, kids, football. We let him and play football. Something could happen to him. Yep. So we're we gonna do fucking put a bubble around our kids. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't. I don't want to show him that. You yeah. Know? That's what I'm saying. You can't live your life scared. You have to find enjoyment in what you do. Right. And there has to be a balance between wife and husband. Look, yes. <laughs> if you have a gnarly wife, and we have friends that are got fucking gnarly wives, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You end up, like you said, you have resentment. You're not as happy. Right. Um. My, my, I have a lot of buddies that want to ride dirt bikes, but their wives are like, nope, you can't because either A, we don't, you know, we need this for the kids or I don't want you getting hurt. If you were ever like that, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. Right. Just, just because I need this in my life. But exactly. yet, you need to have that open communication in your relationship. And I think that is a whole nother podcast we'll probably get into at another month. But you need to talk to your wife. And let her know how much it means to you. Not just yell at her, be like, "What the fuck? 
I just want to ride a dirt bike. You got to tell her how much. Like, get in depth of what it means to you. Talk about your past. Talk about your 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 childhood. Talk about what makes you love this so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I am the way I am because I used to sit here just like you are on the studio on this couch. My dad used to fucking yell at me for something that I did, right? <laughs> and he would fucking yell at me and talk to me both for 55, 60 minutes. And we're on the same subject. I'm like, what else can you possibly fucking tell me, dad? How I know I screwed up. Like, but he drove it home so much that I understood the passion of why he was mad at me. Right. He I think that's why you. I am the way I am with you and Aiden. I, I, I fucking yell at Aiden. Oh, that's a whole other story. I yell at Aiden <laughs> for something, and I'm finding myself doing it for 40 minutes. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, I've done I'm that my too. dad. Yeah. But I think that's what makes this the reason why you guys should relay that to your wives is show passion, you and, know? And here's another thing, too. We had – we have a buddy, and him and his chick just recently <clears throat> broke up, and – she would never come watch him ride. And she said that was because he never came and watched her play soccer. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, I do know. I just This just happened, right? Yeah, this, yeah we yeah, just yeah, had this conversation ahead. with him like two weeks ago. Yep. And she was bitter towards him because, one, he hadn't proposed yet. Two, he's buying a new bike. He's doing all this shit. And he didn't support her. And he's like, well, she didn't support me. Like, you can't have that. It's not tit for tat. No. Right. I mean, yeah, bad her because she didn't come out and watch him ride, but shame on him for not going to her soccer games. I mean, you have to, you don't have to go to every soccer game. You don't have to go to every track and watch them ride. I mean, there's times that I don't want to go with you to the track. And it's not because I don't want to go to not watch you and Aiden Aiden ride. It's just, I get two days off. Sometimes I don't want to go to the track. Uh, I know, but you still go. (laughs) I tell you not to go and you still go. But I get two days off a week. I got shit to do at home, you know? I got Mount St. Helens of laundry because our kid thinks that he needs to wear a shirt for five minutes and put something new on. Yeah. I've got grocery shopping I have to do. I've got a house to clean mm-hmm. that you claim I never clean. Well, that's that's what we're going to talk about that. Go ahead. You know, I just, I got stuff to do. And if I go and I spend the day with you at the track, I mean, it's an all day thing. And by the time we get home, I don't want to do Look anything. At, I'm going to have Heather's back a little bit on this. I'm I'm fucked. Okay. Look, I'm I'm, fuck- I'm, I'm bitch. I'm I'm a bitch because if she doesn't come, I bitch. Yeah, I hear. And then from- if she goes, I come home and I bitch because the house is a mess. So either way, you're fucked. Yeah, I am, and and I get it from Aiden too. It's like, was it last weekend? I wasn't gonna go to the track because Travis and Allie were coming up. We were gonna have dinner, jacuzzi, hang out, watch Supercross. Right. Are you going to Glen Helen? Yeah, mom. You going to Glen Helen? No. And then I just get. A whirlwind of shit from the two of you, and I feel guilty. That's more of a fun jab. Though. I know, but I feel We're guilty jabbing you because I have a son, and we can do that. Yeah, I know. It's we ch- like to gang up on you. Uh, you fucking sure do <laughs> all the time, all the time. Come think, on, think you have, do you understand when we're jabbing you and we're not? No, sometimes I don't. Really? Well, sometimes I don't. Okay, but I felt like it made me feel bad because I wasn't going, and so guess what I did? Hmm. I went to the track. Yeah, and it was a shitty time, wasn't it? It was fine. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, good. It good was fine. Before we stop this subject and move on to the next one, if you have a girlfriend and you're listening to this and you're not married and you're not locked into something and you think that she might have these problems, she's, these issues that our buddy that you just talked about, yep. get the fuck out because it doesn't get better. No. Nope. If you with this chick a year, two years – you're not married. You see the same tendencies. The, the, this couple was five years. Yes. 
And that's what I said. I'm like, if after five years, if you don't know if you want to marry her, you're not going to marry her. Dude, just get out. And then now you've been with her five years and now you feel like weird because she's gone. I think I'm going to get back with her. Why? Because you think that's all you know for the past five years. You're lonely. The holidays come up. Uh Dude, that's why you want to get back with her because you just need some... Some a quick fuck and a companion and a companion and then it turns out to not even be a companion because it goes right back to well, the same. Well, then you're bullshit. just gonna have all the same problems. Yep. There's certain things you need in your life. I told this guy to write them down. He didn't write these things down that are that you need in your life, people. That if you're gonna get married and you want these women to be a partner, a true partner, okay, in your marriage, not just have some fucking marriage. Hey, I'm married. Like, when I say I do, I was done. Like, this was it. This is what I got. This is what I want. This is what you got? And I, no, wow! No, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this is what... I, you're making me think of other shit. But you, as a guy sitting there going, looking at your partner next to you, your, your, your girlfriend for two years, know her worth. Great term. Thank you. God, I just came up with that. Know her worth. <laughs> is she worthy of what you're going to bring to the table for her and vice versa know her worth is she bitching all the time about bikes okay but oh Kiefer, but she's so good in bed fuck that fuck that you need to is it is that important so is sex more important than riding your dirt bike figure it out if it is then i guess it's not a problem for you but for me yeah i love having sex and of course vagina is very important to me but fuck Dirt bikes are more important to me. I will give up vagina. You know how much I like vagina. Mm-hmm. I will give that up to ride my dirt bike. I'll fucking beat off. I don't care. If she's crazy, she gives you grief. She puts a little fucking uh, cloud over your head and makes you trip out when you're gone. Holds things Fuck over that. you. Yeah. Run. Mm-hmm. Run for your life. Break up. Get out. If she's not bringing something to the table at home that you need, get out. Don't get married and then come over and complain to your buddies about the fucking problems that you have when you already knew about them. Right. You fucking knew about them. Get out. So just think. Write shit down. I write so much stuff down. I got notepads everywhere of just things of my thoughts or things that I like. I did it before. Heather doesn't know this. I wrote shit down about you before I married you. No, before I'm just drink. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, cough. I wrote shit down of positives and negatives, and the positives outweighed the negatives for me. What were my negatives? Um, well, back then, your negatives were, and I, and I tell you this, I would like, you're a smart person, but I always tell you, like, I like to be, I like to learn. I want you yeah. to teach me something. I've taught you some things. Yeah, but over the time, you didn't, you haven't had anything that you could really teach me intellectually. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was one. But everything else that I needed from a uh, from a partner, from a woman, from life, you and I, I could be myself. If I'm talking about vagina or dirt bikes, whatever, I can be the same guy. Oh, we have oh. friends that I can't fucking do that. <coughs> we have so many friends. And it, I always tell Chris all the time, wow, he's like two different people. Right. You should be the same fucking way around your buddies as you are your chick. That's the benefit of you and me. And yeah. I think me and you are in the minority with that. Uh-huh. Like, there's not a lot of people like that. No. If I see a hot chick, that chick's hot. You know I'm not going to go fuck that chick later on or DM her. Like, right. It's just 
There's hotter dudes. God knows there's fucking hotter dudes. That's why I started Basement Husbands Club. Like, I get it. Like, but you have to be the person you are before you get married. Be that, be that same person when you get married. Yep. I know we're talking about a lot of subjects into one, but the, the goal of what we're talking about in this bullet point that I wanted to get through is I understand things are going to happen. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have a wife that's worried. You got kids at home. Are we going to make it? We have bills. Know your responsibility as a man. If, you, if you're barely making it and you're fucking putting money into your bike and you're skipping on some bills, that's dumb. Yep. Get out. You got to sell your bikes. Find, get or maybe a not sell your bikes. Maybe just stop buying shit for your bike and get caught up with your... Well, whatever it is, you have to know what's more important. For me, always family is first. Dirt bikes are second. <clears throat> Both of those kind of coincide for us because that's my job. But yep. if I didn't have that, obviously, no, I got to have a roof over my family's fucking heads, right? Correct. And then dirt bikes will come. Yep. So, but just talk to her. Know that this is your passion. This was going to make me a better husband. And do stuff for her. Reassure her. Talk to her. You're not a pussy as a man because you communicate. I get that from my, my tough buddies. Oh, yeah. Oh, you fucking tough. You fucking pussy, Kiefer. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. Because, I know, I'm communicating with you. No. That's how we work. That's how shit happens. Mm-hmm. Every woman wants two things. You to listen to them and to you to communicate. And sometimes you just need to do one, which is listen and shut the fuck up. I've learned that the hard way. Hmm. Right? Listen and actually listen, though. No, I do listen. Uh, oh, here we go. We'll just save that for another time. No, so, you do listen. It's more like that's about like dumb shit. And then they'll ask me again. I'm like, I just told you. Right. Oh. Look, this, this whole show, this Coffee with the Kiefer thing, we came up because I want you guys to know we all, we all as a motorcycle family, wife and husband – we all encounter the same stuff. I just posted up on my Instagram at kkeefer120. This whole SAG thing, it, it hits home for a lot of people because if you're a dirt bike rider and you're married, chances are we're all doing the same kind of thing. Uh huh. You know, it, your wife ain't setting the SAG right. She gives you fucking three different numbers. I've learned that from you, and we made it a joke. And I thought about that. I'm like, but listen, for the record, I know how to say. She your knows SAG. how to check. She was. Uh, yeah, she was so worried about people thinking that she didn't know how to check SAG. Listen, which wh- you didn't at one time. Well, yeah, when I first met you, I didn't even... Well, there's a lot of those people out there. I understand that, but now, after how many years, I know how to Thank check you, your SAG. Thank you, because I've yelled at you. I can also times? change your, your pipe out. Anything? You, you are the best wife ever. That's what you want to hear? No, it's not what I want to hear. I you just... are, though. You you know what's up. You you know you're honestly. I'll be straight up. You're a better mechanic than me, probably. If you actually took the time to know the dirt bike around more, you'd probably be a better mechanic. You put yeah. shit together around the house way better than I do. Uh huh. So, yeah. If that makes me a bitch, I'm a bitch. That does make you a bitch. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just more mechanical. We're all at a motorcycle family. We're all similar into these yes these things. We've all encountered the same issue at some point in time in life. Right. And I wanted to bring some of that stuff to light on this show and just tell some stories so you guys out there don't think that you're alone in this type of situation. There's right. other people like this. Yes. Um, this is off of a motorcycle subject that we have down here, but dinner. Oh, Jesus. I don't you wanna, know. You want to set this up because <sighs> I, I don't know how many people have this problem, but go ahead, set it up. I feel like a lot of people have this problem is trying to figure out what to have for dinner. Okay, before you keep going. Yep. When I wake up at 6 in the fucking morning... I don't want to know about what I'm going to have for dinner right now. I got a, I got other shit on my mind. I don't know. I haven't had coffee. I haven't had breakfast. 
Give me some slack. Cut me some slack. Yeah, but listen, when you work, I start work at 7.15 every day. Right. So I leave the house and I need to know if whatever we're going to have for dinner, if I need to stop at the store on the way home or if I've got the ingredients here in the house, because chances are I could ask you a question and you're going to go look, but you're not going to look and you're just going to tell me, no, we don't have that. And I'm going to stop and then I'm going to come home and it's going to be sitting right there in the fridge or in the pantry. So you're saying I don't look good enough? Yeah. Okay. Because that's happened several times. Do we have, I don't know, mac and cheese? No, couldn't find it. And then I come home, I was right in front of your face. Mac and cheese is good. Ugh. We're having so that for dinner good. tonight. We are? Yeah. Oh, turkey burgers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go on. So that's an issue. Or here, here's an, a, here's one that goes with the listening. The other couple weeks well, we ago. keep on the dinner subject. I am. I'm keeping on the dinner subject. Okay, go. Dinner song. You, the dinner song. You want to sing the dinner song? <laughs> no, go ahead. Um... Chris had asked me, I used to make this pasta dish. And it's just some shit you heat up. Like, it's nothing special. Oh, that was really good. How come we never have that? So what did I buy at the store? I bought that pasta dish that you were told me you liked. Yeah. And then I get home, and the next day, well, what's for dinner? Oh, I'm going to make that pasta dish you're talking about. What pasta dish? I was fucking kidding. I don't want that. And then it goes out Why are you married to me? I'm difficult. You are when it comes to food, you are the most difficult ever. I'm just plain. I'm not difficult. But I'm you're just... so plain that you're picky. Yeah, okay. Listen, people, the first <laughs> the first year we were together for Christmas, my mom cooked dinner for all of us. She made homemade mac and cheese. Oh, here we go. And I will never forget this. She brought it over. We were at Chris's parents' house. And Chris is like, Oh, what's that? Oh, mac and cheese. And he like looked at it, and next thing you know, he is making Velveeta shells and cheese. So good. Box shit's good, dude. That's horrible. Hey, I grew up on on Fritos, meat and cheese, macaroni. Uh, it's beanie, amazing how skinny you are. Beanie weenies, <laughs> shit like that. I'm telling you, my mom was disabled. She couldn't cook that much, and we just fucking ran it. Like we didn't have a bunch of casseroles and like elaborate meals. Like honestly, okay, let's start this. So 2000, you didn't know how to cook shit until I met you. Hey, you're right. I was 18 when you met me. Well, you're a woman. My mom still did my laundry. Well, I'm just telling you. And then Heather I started got, doing your laundry. Heather got really good Listen, at cooking. Listen, I got really good at cooking, and I got really good at doing his laundry because I wanted him to wife me up. It's, it's getting louder in here. <sighs> louder. Loud. So anyway, the dinner, the dinner debate is she asks me every day what I want. And as a person that has a fucking million things going on inside my head. But I know that you like food. Okay. And can, you wanna... me, can I get my thought out? No. You, you like to look forward to your dinner to have something good. So I try and make that happen for you. Okay. Can I get my thought out? Go ahead. I've got a, a, a lot of things going on in my head. I have to be creative. I have to get a test. I have to type. I have to email. I, I got a lot of shit going on like a lot of other people do. Uh, women and men. Okay. So if you could take the load off of me at times and just have it there. With, hold on, I know. I know what you're going to say. Just, <laughs> just relax. Let me finish this, and you can yell at me. I would just want you to do it, even though I'm going to bitch at it, okay? Sometimes I just need pointed like a puppet. Point me in the direction and move me because I'm doing everything else on my own. Some things I just want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. That is a relaxing thing for me because I don't have to think. And it, it sounds stupid. It's just fucking dinner, Kiefer. <sighs> I don't what's the big deal? 
But it's another thing I have to think about because I'm thinking about all the shit I would like to eat. And then I'm like, nah, not that tonight. Nah, that sounds good. And then what does sound good may not happen because then you have to go to the store. And then I feel guilty. So I'm trying to make it easier on you. There's a, I, I'm a complex person. You are. I, I And we tried this because Chris had this great idea a couple of years ago. Hey, get a calendar. Write out the week. Write down dinner. Okay. So I did. I went through and I'd write down every night what we were going to have for dinner. So if he called me during the day, what's for dinner? I could say, uh, please see the calendar. And then I'd get a call. I don't want that for dinner. That sounds like shit. God. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, that's what we're having. Well, I don't want that, so find something else. I don't know what to tell you. I know. It's fucked. It is. It's a bad situation. It is. So I just want to know if anyone else out there has these issues. Right. Email her. Because listen, Chris and I, we don't fight. No, we never fight. If we do, it's over dinner. That's it. I was about to say that. That's the only thing we fight over is dinner. Like, we will go out for dinner, and it's what do you want? And I will suggest, like, four things. You want to go to Panera Bread. Do you want to go to BJ's? Do you want to go to In-N-Out? Because there's only select few places that we will go eat at. <laughs> I think we're fucking... Look, it. we normally eat pretty good. We do. But sometimes I'm just like, F it. I don't care. Because I, I expend so much energy at the track. I just want to eat shit. I right, and I don't feel like cooking. Cause... And, and uh, Seiji is my trainer. He's been my trainer for years. He his, his one thing that he always yells at me about is I don't eat enough. You don't eat enough. I'm busy with testing, and I and I'm like a bird. I don't eat much. He's like uh, a cactus. I don't drink a lot. I just don't need it. I don't know. I, I feel better at times when I don't eat a lot. Like, I have more energy. Mm-hmm. So when I eat, I just feel like, oh, God, I just want to go to sleep. Yep. So, yes, at times we do eat shitty. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I grew up. My family wasn't structured. Hey, have lettuce. Have, have this. Have this. No, we just, this is what we got. See, in my family, my mom and if was, you didn't eat, you starved right. in my house. Well, not here, because I, our kid is... A picky ass too. So I will majority of the time be making three different meals for dinner. I feel like in this whole this whole coffee with the kefir thing, <laughs> I'm gonna look like a fucking idiot. But you're not an idiot. No, no, I'm gonna look like the bad guy because you're gonna look like the good guy. Because I'm listening to this to you. I'm listening to this right now. Uh huh. And you just sound like a saint. I'm not a saint, people. I am not a saint. You are though. That's what, I'm listening to it, and this is what it sounds like. To no, me. I'm not. This actually, might, I have this podcast might help me be a better dude. <laughs> So Maybe. this could be a fucking Listen, major uh, turning point in our relationship. The, the one thing that Chris complains about with me is that my delivery is fucked. And it is. A lot of the times I yell, and Look it's it. not that I'm deliberately yelling. You, you yell all the I time, I know, dude. but... You yell, and you sound like a... I'm going to use a bitch. Word. Yeah, you do. Yeah, You sound like a bitch at times because... And, and I know you so well. I'm like, dude, Heather's the sweetest person. And then I get people going, dude, your chick is gnarly. I go, she's really not, though. And the only thing I could think of is just how you talk. Yeah, it I sounds know. super aggressive. I know. And you cuss like a trucker. I'm trying to be better. Like, that's fine. Whatever. I'm just saying, like, you get. Listen, woman, I'm super aggressive and passionate about only a few things. No, I don't know. So you're passionate about everything when you talk. Oh, well, I guess. But I mean, there's only a few things that really I get aggressively passionate about. And that would be when you race. Yeah, yeah. I know that. God bless you. When Aiden races, when, when Aiden races, mm-hmm. and when the Broncos are playing, that's a tough situation, right there, folks. I don't know what's worse, honestly. I feel, <laughs> I feel like Denver Broncos is the worst thing. Thank God they're not in the Super Bowl. Listen, though, I'm going to try and be better because after watching 
Paige Craig's blog about when Christian got taken vlog vlog sorry vlog blog whatever when Christian got taken out by Ferrandis and she said that she just couldn't make any facial expression because she knew that people were watching her I'm like I should be more like Paige because if that was me I would have lost my shit and I would have been on my way yeah, down sometimes there. Sometimes it's embarrassing for me. I know, but it's like you just you you like care sometimes about. Sometimes I can handle my own shit. I know it's not just that you just can. back the fuck up. Let me handle it, I and know. I get it. I I guess. But when your you're a mama bear, you just that mama bear instinct comes out, and you just you want to protect the people that you love. I get it. Yeah. But I would ask you first. Hey, do you need some help with this? And you'd tell me yes or no, and I would back out. You don't even ask for permission. <laughs> you just get in the shit. And I'm like, dude, just back up. Like, uh, it's all good. Like, and, and you know that I'm way mellower than you are. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I roll shit off my shoulder all the time. Like, it doesn't bother me. And it bothers Heather a lot. There's things that bother Heather that shouldn't bother Heather. And it doesn't bother me. Like, stupid comments on social media and, like, you know, this dumb shit like that. You get mad. And I guess because like, I just want everyone to like me. And I know not everyone's going to no like no, me. You can't have I know. I've learned that the hard way. You can't, you can't do it. Yeah, I know. As much shit as I do for free for people, there's people, always people someone like out there that doesn't like you. Yeah, I, it I is know. what it is. You got to be confident in who you are, and be just like, hey, I'm a good person, and you genuinely have to know that. And then when you do, genuinely know that, you're good. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. If you're a good dude, you're a good dude or yeah. a good woman. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kind of covered this a little bit already, but supportive. At the track, you wanted to say something about that. We kind of... We already talked about this. Yeah, we kind of covered that. If you're a girl, you know, go to... If your man does want you to go, and I know there's some dudes out there that commented, like, I don't want my chick at the track. That's cool. Whatever. But maybe, on the flip side of that, maybe you should at least invite her. Maybe she feels left out. Yeah, maybe maybe those that are having issues with their girl wanting them to not ride anymore, maybe she hasn't been out to watch you ride. Maybe she's never been to the track. I mean, because there are women out there that... And maybe uh, she doesn't want to get into it or ride, but maybe teach her about what it's like. Tell her what you're going through when you ride. Like, tell her how exhausting it is. Tell her things that she may not know. Because honestly, from the outside looking in, a lot of people think the bike does all the work. I get that a lot. Oh, the bike's doing all the work. You're not even doing anything. (sighs) Yeah, they think you just. Meanwhile, your fucking heart rate's 195. You're going to die, and you feel like you're just going (laughs) to keel over. So. Help people understand. That goes along with communicating. Yep. And listen, yeah. ladies, you don't always have to go to the track. Right. And you don't You don't have to love dirt bikes, but you should enjoy it and love it because your man loves it. I listen, if it wasn't for Chris, I would give zero Fs about dirt bikes. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's not my jam. I love it because you love it right. and Aiden loves it and it has become my life. But right. I knew nothing about dirt bikes. You know what I like? Hmm. I love roller skating. It's because you love it so much. Oh, yeah. Sure you do. If anybody want to see Heather uh, do figure skating, just hit me up. We're going to put more videos up there. People seem to enjoy that. I got That's probably how I got the most DMs is from your ass roller skating in the backyard. Eh. So yeah, a lot of questions came up about the skates. Are you guys having sex with just the skates on? Is she no. roller girl? Are you guys role playing? Oh, my god! I've never even had sex with you with the skates on. That's actually a good idea. I don't know where I would go with that, but I mean... It, it doesn't do anything for me. It, what, what does that do? Nothing. I don't know. I, I don't know. But maybe the roller like girl. like wearing high heels. Boogie Nights, roller girl. Oh, maybe. You know? Mm. That's where I think people were going with that. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah. So, like yeah, it. just try to uh, make them understand, like, hey, it's, uh, it's a little bit difficult process to ride a dirt bike, come out. And, and girls, you don't got to get dressed up to go to the, the track. Jesus. 
I see women out there, Glen Helen on Thursday. Look at high heels are not necessary. It's not supercross year round. You don't even need it at supercross. You know, I I I like it. Don't get me wrong. When I see that at supercross, I like it because I'm like, damn, that's nice. Yeah, but, but honestly, hold on. Like, if you did that, you'd I'd be, be like, like, "What the fuck? Take it like, off!" Right? I wouldn't want you to do right. that. Right? Like, I like some titty out. Titties are cool, but you can have some titties out with yoga pants and a, and a shirt and a shirt. Like, I like little cle- three inch, four inches of cleavage. Good. That's bitching. I'm in. Tits out. Tits up. You know some <laughs> tits out. Tits up. <laughs> tits out. Tits up. <laughs> wow. But like, it's it's uh, you don't have to dress. To the nine, unless your your dude wants it or you like to do it. I'm just saying, when you're out in the dust and the dirt at a local track, it's all good. You don't have to do that. You don't have to impress anybody no. with that. You, you, be confident in who you are as a woman. Like to me, that's sexier to me. Like when a girl downplays it, I love it. When a girl doesn't wear makeup, I love it. When you wake, you wear makeup, I get mad. Oh, he does. He gets so mad. I'm just like, leave it off. It's just. Why you put that shit on your what's face? What's my favorite thing that you wear? Yoga pants. And? And a t-shirt or tank top. My favorite time in the day is when Heather goes to sleep. Oh. She wears boy, mm. little boy shorts, underwear, and then a tank top with no bra. That's my favorite time of the day. If I can encapsulate that and put it in a bottle for everyone and have that feeling, everyone would be a happy, happy person. <laughs> That's a great time. <laughs> so, Oh, boy. Um, last, last thing I want to cover here, or we want to cover... Uh, I get a lot of questions. My wife doesn't want sex. Ooh. And this this probably could be its own podcast right here. Oh, yep. Uh, but just to brief, just to really kind of skim over this without getting too gnarly in it, because I'm sure we'll cover this more on, on other podcasts. It goes both ways. I understand it. Some women are just not sexual. Yep. Uh, some women just don't need it. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a male, you're listening to this. We need it. I'm a. I'm as I'm getting older. I'm not a horny son of a bitch all the time, but I, I need it. I need sex. My perfect week. Three times a week, I'm good. That would be that would be good for me. Would be good for you. About the same. Like I if mean, I had sex every other day, that's I'm good. Yeah. And even sometimes I don't need it every other day. Maybe every day or two. Well, there's sometimes where we only have sex maybe like once a week. I just, don't like that. Well, that, but I mean, it's just because you've had a busy week testing. Right, yeah. I've been working. I've turned you down before, vice versa. Yeah. Like, we, we get it. But if you're having trouble in that situation and you're not getting what you need, that is, you're going down a bad road, especially in your marriage. You either A, you'll be looking around, uh, you won't treat your wife the same, or you'll cheat. So you need to figure that out ASAP. And if it's on her side, okay, she doesn't like sex, she doesn't want it, or something's wrong, or maybe... There's a lot of women problems that women get. I don't know about that you know about. Yes. Well, wait. A vagina is a complex uh, thing. It is. There's a lot of shit going on that we don't know about. Yeah. Well, I'm Besides fine with being, mine, but some women have lots of problems that right. always hurts or so, whatever. Excluding medical reasons, maybe try to help her do stuff. You know, maybe the way to her heart and her vagina is through um, acts of kindness. Mm. Mm, random acts of kindness. Yep. Um, maybe she's a physical touch. Most guys are. That's how we are. And I'm I'm repeating the seven love languages. Yeah, I was just going to say the seven love languages. Yeah, that's a great book. I, I mentioned this on After Dark on the Pulp Show. If you go Google it, seven love languages. I read it. 
again, I'm not a huge book reader guy. I only read a few books. But I read that. It helps me mm-hmm. like to understand my partner. And try that. See if that helps your sexual or her sexual appetite. Yes. Um, past that, again, communication. Talk to her. Maybe it's just not about getting off, you know? Um, trying to ex- trying to put myself in the situation like when me and you have sex, like it's a it's a connection thing, I guess. Yes. But it's more of a of a, um, a physical slash um, visual thing for me. You gonna die? You all right? No, oh, I just had to tickle my throat. Um, like I like looking at you naked. Look, doing things with you makes me horny. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm not speaking for you, but maybe other women are not like that. Maybe it's more of a connection based feel. Like I want to be connected to my husband. Right. And maybe that connection is through other areas mm-hmm. of life. Yes. So as a husband, and I know it's a pain in the ass because women are gnarly and they're complex and there's a lot of shit going on. But are all sorts of crazy. If you want to be able to do the things you want to do sexually, you have to do some stuff on her end. And, and I'm sorry. I can't speak from experience because you and I are just kind of like sexually like okay. We don't – there's been times where I've bitched that I haven't got enough. Yeah. Um. Me and you did some cool shit back in the day that I would like to do more, but we haven't since in a long time. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, we were more um, – or you were more – back in the day, you were more uh, exploratory. Ooh, is that even a word? Uh... You had more exploration in you. <laughs> back to <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, you know, you get older, you have kids, shit slows down. Yep. So you got to find other ways to get excited and do things in the bedroom on your own time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we found most of that with us. Yes, you know, um, and whatever it is, you know, it's so weird. People think it's a standard. Oh, this is how a standard sexual healthy relationship is. That's bullshit. I know a lot of different people, and a lot of different sexual appetites, and a mm-hmm. lot of different healthy sexual um, things that they do that may not seem right to you, to me, or you, right? But they make it work. Right. You have to have an agreement. You have to make both of it work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for you guys out there. I get it. I understand it. But look into it further. Ask what she needs. What is wrong? If she just simply says, I'm just not, I don't need it anymore. Well, you need to communicate with her. That's not how relationships work. There's some things that women need to do for their men, and there's some things that men need to do for their women. And how can we meet in the middle? Yes. You have nothing on this, do you? mm no, because I feel like... I feel like what? Ew. Well, I'm not saying... Like, you're usually talkative about it, and this thing is... You're just kind of like, eh. No, I'm listening. Um, I... A lot of dead air here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. Don't judge me. It's Sunday. Um, I... You know, like Chris said, you have to... You have to talk and be communicative. Communicate. Communicative. Communicative. Mm-hmm. We're coming up with our own words here. Um, And you know what? Maybe, maybe some chicks like flowers. You know, maybe bring her some flowers. I'm not a flower person. Right. I don't. I mean, what gets you horny? What gets me horny? Yeah, for me, like what makes you horny for me? That's what because that's what basically what it comes down to is is trying to make that happen so it goes down, right? Well, I remember one time. This was right after I started dating you. Just watching you ride was just like the biggest turn on. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, because I'd never, like I said, I wasn't around dirt bikes. Uh-huh. I'd never dated a guy that rode. There you go. 
Maybe go take your chick out of the track. Get her horny. Yeah. Or or do some stuff around the house. Get mm-hmm. her horny. Whatever it is, find it. Cook her dinner, it. maybe. Yeah. You know, some women just want to have a nice date. Some women want something different. Right. If you guys have been married for a long time, and you have guys been in the same routine, God knows Heather and I do the same shit all every day. It's Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day today, but, I mean, literally, it's Groundhog Day <laughs> at the fucking house because we do the same shit over and over again. It might be nice to have you do sneak something in that's different. Maybe she gets home or, or whatever. Candlelight dinner. Have the dinner ready. Have your own little time. Shocker. Okay? Yep. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. If nothing happens, you're fucked. Right. <laughs> I don't it, know what to tell you. Like, shit. sometimes shit just doesn't happen. And more than likely, your chick has dropped some hits to you somewhere along the way. Like, Great. oh. Here we go with that. That's a whole other thing, too. <sighs> just fucking tell us. We're men. Again, we're like puppets. Point us in the fucking direction. Tell us what you want. We will do that. We're fixers. We like to fix things. Okay? We're, we're not fucking palm readers. We can't guess what you want. I know. Don't hint. Just tell. I'm not saying, I'm saying like, okay, like, oh, it'd be nice to go on a date to such and such or take me wine tasting. Let's go to Wilson Creek Winery. Does anybody else feel like she's throwing hints out right now? Hint, hint. I just feel like she's throwing hints out right now. Is this, a, is this what you're doing? No. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't hear from me in uh, one to two days, uh, please uh, call the police because uh, she might have killed me. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> I'm really going to smack you now. No, just, you know, listen to what she's saying. Again, the communication thing goes a long way. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, that's, go ahead. Oh, you got some more? I don't know. I was just say that's basically the bottom line of everything is communicating. Yeah, it is. And, it, and you're all right. Neither gonna... one of us are mind readers. I don't. I mean, yeah, you might know what they're thinking, but. When it comes to some shit, you have no fucking clue. So you just need to be straight up honest. Hey, yeah. this is what I need. Sometimes brutal honesty is better than no- nothing. Uh-huh. So, but you need to learn how to talk. Yes. And not be... Uh... Oh, is that a hint? Oh. Oh, are we oh. dropping hints? Oh. Don't be so aggressive, you know. Just just learn how to speak. It helps, you know, helps the process. Trust me. There's ways to uh, speak. Trust the process? Is that what you just said? No, I said no. I will never <laughs> say that. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, this has been Chris and Heather. This yep. is with Coffee with the Kiefers. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Or better yet, just send send it to Heather. I got enough emails as it is. Heather doesn't get that many emails besides merch orders, which we have merch. Yep, we have merch. We got some new hoodies out. We got a few T-shirts going. So uh, They're super get, cozy. I'm wearing mine right now. Yep, Heather at KieferInkTesting. You want to talk about... Love, life, merchandise, whatever it is that you need, hit her up. We're going to do these suckers once a month. Coffee with the Kiefers. Tell your friends. Tell your other couples that you go ride with. And uh, let's spread this sucker around. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. I, honestly, this is probably longer than a normal Kiefer tested podcast because, frankly... We went off on some tangents, for sure. Well, I just love talking about this kind of shit. I know. It's not my job, but I feel like I have something to offer in that I've been through a lot of shit. Me and you have as well. Yep. And some people haven't, and they need to know that they're not alone, and we're this like, shit is normal. We're like therapists without being licensed. I would love to be a therapist, honestly. I know. Well, I feel like All I'm other a, shit that I want to do. Listen, I feel like I'm a therapist because I do nails, so I get to sit You listen, and, yeah. I listen to a lot of shit. Oh, you listen to chicks about their... You listen all about their dudes being assholes all the time. Or people at work being assholes, or their kids being assholes, or just whatever. Ugh. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We had a fun. I actually had a great time doing this. I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but I think it was pretty cool. And we got some cool ideas for the next month. This is February's. I don't want to say issue. I was going to say issue. Issue? This is February's edition of Coffee with the Keepers. We'll be back in March. Not till March? Yeah, March. I'm too busy. I can't do it all the time. You, unless you come up with an emergency emergency coffee with the keepers, <laughs> then we'll have one. Emergency coffee. Otherwise, this is what we got. All right. Once a month. Once a month, peeps. Once right. a month. Thank you guys for joining Thanks, us. guys. And if you guys want to listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast, you guys know where to go with that, I am sure. Support those advertisers on that show because they keep us up and running and yep. doing this fun shit as well. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.